Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. It's 99.9 KISW Metal Shop tonight in Seattle. Chances are, uh, well, there's a good chance a lot of you listening right now went to go see Mastodon alongside Eagles of Death Metal and Russian Circles at the Paramount. If you delayed on buying tickets, well, I'm sorry, but it's sold out. Uh, the show just got out, and right now in studio we have Troy Sanders yeah. from Mastodon. Very stoked to have you up here. Uh, it's awesome, man. Thanks for coming up. What a show. Uh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Seattle's our, our second hometown, we, we we call it, because we recorded two records here. So yeah. I, I feel like I'm at my other home. This is a, Would this be a summer home or a spring home? I don't know. I don't, know what, I don't know what season we're in. A Just as long it. as it's not the winter, man. It's yeah. a gloomy winter here Today in the Northwest. Is, it is Saturday night. That's what I do know. <laughs> well, welcome back. Right welcome back to the city, man. Thanks. Uh, did you get a chance to do anything cool before the show today? Uh, walk around the city, get some food or anything? I did some laundry. And, oh. <laughs> um, That's the coolest. You know, people, you know, what's it like backstage? Well, I'll tell you what it was like today. We did laundry. I called home. I um, repacked my luggage. I organized it. So it's 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 a lot of fun, and cool. that's what that's what you're missing. The luxurious <laughs> rock star lifestyle. Yesterday Troy. was the uh, we drank goat's blood, um, but today is more mellow. Right. It's like okay. a today's just was, was chill. <laughs> Laundry and repack. Yesterday was goat's blood, as a beverage, daytime beverage. Yeah. How how is that? You know, if you hold your nose and just chug it, it's it's like a li- it. like a licorice uh, Chinese syrup. Um, oh. <laughs> it's you know it's good for the throat. It's it's soothing. It's a throat coat. It is. It's the uh, Chinese equivalent of our American tea called throat coat. Oh, so right. it's good Brutal. stuff. I recommend it. Get you ready for the show. It did. Yes. Awesome. Well, congratulations on the release of the new record, man. Thank Emperor you. Emperor of Sin. It's it's awesome. People are loving it so much. Getting tons of requests here on Metal Shop for it. And uh, so you guys just released it a couple couple weeks back. Uh, what what's one of your favorite songs to play off of that record? Well, last uh, last night was uh, the tour started in Missoula, Montana, right? And uh, so that was the first time we played uh, a lot of these songs live for the first time. So that was equally uh, nerve wracking and exciting at the same time. I like playing them all. You know, we're always, uh, I think, most excited about the freshest material, which is whatever new album we're touring on. Sure. And we played maybe seven or eight songs off the new record last night and tonight, and um, so it's all kind of very very exciting because it's 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 a little challenging because it's not been in the wheelhouse for the past 10 years off these other songs that we've been playing so yeah. i don't know it's like a new it's like a good breath of uh fresh freshness and life into the to the set list i got a question for you man like before we ask you like you know we asked you what your favorite song is but i got to ask you man like our one of our assistants here Ryan the beard he actually is from Missoula Montana mm-hmm. and he was looking at your tour routing and he kind of laughed and was like why are they starting there dude like no, is that a joke it was not a joke there's nothing to laugh about Missoula is gorgeous and um Amen. and the people were so hungry for it last night um it blew us away i, could, I truly couldn't have thought of, couldn't have imagined a better place to start a start a trip it was sold out and there was a gorgeous theater at the wilma and uh, if you've not been through missoula do yourself a favor and stop through good food nice it people is a good town. crispy clean air good good times yeah, he used to have to drive like four, five, six, seven hours to go see shows. So, like you said, I'm sure those people were very happy, very thankful as well. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people drove from uh, from far away to to 
to go to Missoula last night, so that's always nice to hear that people care and would spend some time and gas money to come see your little rock and roll band play. For exactly. sure. So we're going to play a song uh, Emperor, from the record Emperor of Sand, and uh, this is a track called Andromeda. Is there anything you want to say about this song? Well, I think it's, um, it is track number uh, nine. I can say that okay. about it on the <laughs> <Yeah>. record. <laughs> it is a um, song. It's a uh, I like all the songs on the record, but it's currently my favorite song, Andromeda. It's got um, Bill, guitar player Bill Kelleher, wrote this riff that opens it up, and it's just, uh, it's it's brutal, and then it goes into a, a kind of interesting uh, Pink Floydish kind of verse where we sing along, and I don't know, I, I'm currently in love with, with, with Baby Number 9 on the record. All right, awesome. Baby yeah. Number 9. We got Troy from Mastodon here uh, doing a bit of Metal Shop Takeover, so we're going to play a song off of that new record and be back with him.
back now with Troy from Mastodon in studio here on Metal Shop. And uh, congratulations on the number one record in Seattle right now. The uh, Emperor of Sand is uh, coming in at number one, dude. That's nuts. I thought that was a prank or an April Fool's joke, but it's not April uh, 1st. Or it was on March 31st when the record came out. But no, it's good stuff. We uh, we never really expect any any. Uh, any type of um, you know accolades or high sales or anything once we release a record. So anytime good stuff like that happens, it's uh, I think it's very rewarding to, to the four of us because right. we feel like we've connected with people and you know whether it's our longtime hardcore fans or people that are just catching on now, um, it's kind of just uh, the ultimate compliment for us when we release something that we're proud of right. and it connects with people and they um, support it and either stream it or buy it or come to our show or whatever so it's yeah i mean like how do you guys react to that you guys have like a little mini celebration you just kind of internalize it like you gotta at least give each other a good high five man that's really a hell of an accomplishment there's a lot of high fives in 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 our camp um a lot of hugs and high fives so you know um i think if you we we work hard and we believe in what we're writing and and we make the four of us happy with with each riff and each vocal passage in every song ultimately ultimately making what we feel is a very solid record so we're always happy with it when we go to release it but once it's out in the world it's out of our power we want people to like it and we want people to love it but we never expect anything like that so yeah you're kind of handing up a piece of your soul there to the world you know yeah and it's um uh so it's just super complimentary when anyone likes the song or likes a record or comes to to, to the show and buys a ticket it just makes us feel great it's that it's that circle of uh incredible energy that um uh, i feel what being in a band like this is all about totally man well i mean you guys obviously have uh put out a lot of your energy over the years you have seven albums now seven full-length records uh but if you had to whittle it down to one song i know they're all your babies yeah a lot of but babies. whittle it down to one song what's your favorite to play live oh. just to release that energy and just feel it live good question man you know um I think we have 87 songs. So yeah, we, you got I a have, large category. That's, that's, that's <laughs> large. That's 87 babies. That's a lot of mouths to feed, <laughs> and they go. Th- their feet grow, so you have to buy a lot of shoes all the time. Um, for those out there that have more than 80 children, you was that 174 shoes? <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're good at math, Kevin. So like we've converted a, a bedroom at the house to uh, just a shoe room. So I have a shoe collection <laughs> that you'll see on a future episode of Cribs, nice. perhaps. Nice. Favorite song? That's tough. Um, uh, it, I guess it would be um, a, a song called Ancient Kingdom off of our new record. Sure. Um, I kind of uh, get the, even though it's hot on the stage, I, my, I, I through the sweaty arms, um, uh. you know, my, my hair stands up on my arms, and uh, it kind of brings a little, t- I, 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 I draw tears, actually, the past couple nights of playing that song. So um, it moves me. So I think that's my favorite song. I like darkness and, and sadness when it comes from a true place. So, yeah. Sorry if that's the wrong answer anyone wanted to hear. No, it's no nice. we need happiness. <laughs> no, man, this is metal shot. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it's cool that you can tell like how genuine that is, and that I think people really do connect to that. And so, I hope so. Um, we're not afraid to write songs that where we channel our energy and emotions into to uh, pulling from very real life experiences. And uh, if we're all experiencing dark times, we we feel that's a great authentic place to 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 draw inspiration from and put it into our music and music and into our lyrics, a lyrical subject matter and ultimately the storyline of the concept. So uh, we're not afraid to share this with people. We're very human. We're just four guys, you know, that started a band and 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 uh, are still in that band. So we're not afraid to to share these these um, personal thoughts and stories with with each other around the world because it's very relatable if it does come from a dark um, dark place 
So we're gonna deviate a little bit from the metal shop format for just a few minutes. Now we asked you guys before you before you came up to come up with a short list of songs to play as a bit of a like as I said, a metal shop takeover. So we got two songs ready to go that we're gonna play uh, here after a few minutes. But uh, Deftones and Failure. Uh, what made you want to choose these two specific bands for well for the um, world? Deftones have been one of our dear friends. Um, and one of our favorite bands for a long, long time, and we've been able to share many uh, stages with them. And uh, man, they're just something about them that um, connects with all of us in the band and uh, thousands of other people around yeah. the world. So we just love the Deftones personally and musically. I think the first time I saw you guys was actually Deftones, Alice in Chains, and Mastodon tour. That was the Black Key Diamond Arena. Sky. Yep, and that was a big deal for us because uh, that was a that was a big Seattle show. Oh yeah. yeah. Yes, yes, sir. So, um, yeah, we love the Deftones, and uh, Failure's been one of my personal favorites for a long, long time. And, uh, you know, their new record, they took a long hiatus and just put out a new record last year, and they're working on another new record. So um, I just love Failure a whole bunch. Two songs right now by Troy. We got Deftones and Failure. It's Metal Shop. It's Metal Shop back here on The Rock, and uh, we actually have Troy Sanders from Mastodon in studio. We want to ask you about like your formative years, getting into music. Uh, you guys are from Atlanta, so I want to know about that scene. But first off, like, what was that aha moment for you, music-wise? Like, What made you decide you wanted to play music, made you fall in love with music? Uh, it was a precise moment when I was maybe 13, and my older brother, Kyle Sanders, was in high school, and he had a um, he formed a band. With uh, which with the guys that would become uh, Seven Dust, okay, from Atlanta. wow. And my brother went on to play in many many bands. He currently is the bass player for Hell Yeah, awesome. And uh, they're on a giant world tour right now. But anyway, I was thirteen. He was like sixteen, and um, formed this band with these dudes. And they were growing their hair long, and they were wearing tight pants. And there oh, was yeah. like girls hanging out, yeah, with them. <laughs> and they were playing like, um, a couple originals, this? and they were covering Kiss and Cheap Trick, and Aerosmith. Awesome. And I was like, that's what I want to do. Yeah. And my life made a giant left-hand turn, you know, oh, like yeah. a 180 or whatever. And uh, I just wanted to follow his footsteps and play bass and be in a band with dudes and try to grow your hair long and hang out and, you know, be on that side of things. Have girls hang out with you, maybe? If possible. <laughs> it, but, you know, that never really happened. Yeah. <laughs> well, it looks like it worked out for you, man. Yeah. The music part did. <laughs> so, exactly. yeah, I just followed my brother's footsteps and he was my first inspiration and uh, he turned me on to to the metal world, the, the Iron Maidens and the Judas Priests. And my younger brother, Darren Sanders, who um, is part of the Mastodon Road crew, he turned me on to punk rock. So uh, at this, at the, all in the same you know, couple years, I was getting um, like Bad Religion and, uh, and Judas Priest, like coming from both angles of my brothers. That's awesome. And, um, that's I, th- I truly believe that that's kind of where I um, you know, opened my ears to lots of new sounds and, uh, and just kept moving forward and never looked back. So what was one of the first heavy shows you remember seeing that you like intentionally wanted to go see? Um, this would be the uh, Injustice for All tour. Wow. You know, and, uh, um, you know, my friend's dad dropped us off, and that was really cool. Yeah. And, uh, and they were, Metallica was on fire in, uh, in that whole era, and um, it was a scary show. You know, I was scared. Everyone <laughs> yeah, chanting the Creeping Death, the die part, oh. the extended die, looking around. I wasn't familiar with that song yet, so... Uh, seeing 16,000 people going chant die. I didn't know what was about to be sacrificed or I didn't who was murdering who. But, and that's um, where the goat's blood comes in. That's where I learned to drink goat's blood and learn, I learned to like it. <laughs> so that was the first show that, um, you know, it was at the um, amphitheater in Atlanta in like, um, like 1989 or 90 or something. Wow. And that, that truly blew me away. 
That's awesome, man. Um, what was like uh, going from there? I mean, that's your first show. I'm sure it kind of just like brought you down this wormhole. What was the music scene like in Atlanta um, when you were growing up? Were there a lot of local bands you got to check out? Yeah, Atlanta's got a huge um, scene, a huge nightlife, and there's you know tons of clubs, tons of venues, and uh, you know we used to rehearse at this one facility that had a hundred rooms, and wow. each every room was occupied, and Damn. like on a Tuesday or Wednesday night. You know, the parking was insane, and it was just like this community, just in one building, and there was multiple buildings around town. So that would just give you an idea of how many bands there are. Um, And, uh, you know, you can go to a show every every single night of the week, Um, uh, a lot of rock, a lot of indie rock, punk, jazz, like just everything across the board. So the Atlanta music scene was and still is enormous, probably like many other giant cities around the U.S., but, um, you know, I would go to as many shows as possible, and uh, it was always a thrill to go to a live venue and just see what's happening. And yeah. those were the formative years. So a hundred, you could just walk down the halls of that practice facility and yeah. just hear this hear and that. all sorts and of sounds, and it was like this, you know, that rehe- rehearsal facility became like a, a music community within the giant city of Atlanta. So, um, yeah, yeah, it, it, growing up in Atlanta and, and, and the music scene there was, was very healthy. Now we're gonna go back. We're gonna go back a few years. All right. While we're talking about the early days, uh, back 22 years ago in 1995, you were in a, a grindcore band called Social Infestation. Yes. Is that was that your first band? No, that was my first grindcore band. Okay. Okay. And gotcha. um, we uh, had a lot of fun. We did a lot of, you know, touring around the southeast. We'd just throw everything in the van, and we would play any uh, basement, any house party, any boat shed, VHF, boat all, shed. whatever. <laughs> I like a, it. Played a boat shed, yeah. And um, <laughs> rules. And then uh, in 2000, when I found and, and formed the the Mastodon thing, uh, social infestation kind of just dissipated. Sure. Um, yeah. But um, we we left a, a, f- a full length record uh, unfinished a long time ago, and oh, no. we just uh, we've all been in contact this month actually, and um, or in the past couple weeks, and we're all penciling in a, a time and date later this uh, summer. Wow. And we're all going to be in Atlanta at the same time to finish this record, and we're getting the band back together. How did you How did you get a hold of each other again? Like, well, how did that get? We've still been friends this whole time. Right, right, right. Cool. So, um, uh, my friend, uh, the drummer Mike Thompson, he went on to form a band called Withered, and they've been uh, pretty oh, successful. Oh yeah, we know at, Withered. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, it's you know we're we're dear friends first and foremost, and uh, you know playing grindcore is about as. Man, it's therapeutic and it's yeah. fun as hell. <laughs> so I'm excited to get Social Infestation back together and finish this finish this record we started a long time ago. Dude, that's really. awesome. Yeah. So I guess we'll hear the full full record. Yeah, I'm hoping you know sometime beginning of the new year or something along those lines. Right, but, right, right. You know, yeah, it's fun times. I mean, obviously, you got to take care of the record you guys are working on right now. You know. Yeah, but deliver um, it to the people. We have a solid you know year and a half of touring ahead of us in the Mastodon world, and that's um, that's a great thing. But uh, you know, there's windows and breaks in between each tour where we mm-hmm. go home and, you know, refamiliarize ourselves with our own dogs and make sure they don't right. forget who we are. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, find time to do the other musical projects if, if we choose to do so. All right. Well, here's a song. Uh, will, you, will we be hearing this one on the full length? Is this uh, Redemption is Only Skin Deep? That's a fun one. Um, you never know. We're okay. going to never know. You never know. You never know. Giant mystery. Well, here is his first grindcore band from 1995. This is Troy Sanders featured in Social Infestation from Atlanta. Some grind. It's Metal Shop. In the world, like a word, rolling around the place. 
Metal Shop here uh, in Seattle. Mastodon played a sold-out show at Paramount, and it is our pleasure to have Troy Sanders from Mastodon uh, up in the studio. They are badass, they are an awesome band, and we're so stoked. Um, but along with Mastodon, you play in two supergroups, uh, one being Killer Be Killed with Greg from Dillinger Escape Plan and Max from Soulfly. Yep. And then uh, he's obviously from Sepultura as well, the original Sepultura. The other being Gone is Gone with Troy from Queens of the Stone Age and Tony from At the Drive-In. Yeah, it's a, I guess I have semi-famous friends. <laughs> Talented friends, too. That's one of the coolest things from the last year or so, seeing all you guys get together, man. Thanks. I, um, I think it's great to, to jam with other people. And over the years, we've, you, you meet a lot of people in the touring circuit and especially festivals and whatnot when there's a lot of downtime and sure. and you meet people you put a face to a musical inspiration and you realize that this guy's really cool and down to earth and so is this guy and you know by the end of the night when you when you say your goodbyes it's always like man we should start a band sometime you know that happens dozens and dozens of right, times right right so it rarely comes to fruition but um uh, Mastodon keeps me uh, extremely busy, and it's a really, really fortunate thing. And I love Mastodon; it's, it's, that's my horse yeah. know, that I'm that I'm riding into the sunset. But um, when there's time, uh, if it's, if I feel like an opportunity um, can't be overlooked, when some of my musical idols and heroes want to collaborate with me, I feel like it's going to be a healthy thing yeah. to do. It makes me a better player, a better you know bandmate, and hopefully a better songwriter, lyricist. It, and it goes on and on. All the all the pros that come along with jamming with other people. Um, Plus you can do a few things that you wouldn't have been able to do with Mastodon perhaps. Yeah, like. I can get a, it's, it's, you know, I like many sorts and types of music and, um, you know, songs that I perhaps couldn't uh, write with Mastodon, maybe can find a home with, with someone, sure. someone else. And I truly believe it's a healthy thing to do. And I encourage any of my bandmates to do the same thing, which we all do. Um, 
so it's just worked out great. And um, you know, I don't like I don't I don't like the word supergroup just because right, it has right. the word super in it. But uh, I, under, <laughs> I understand that's the, the that's how you would categorize it. Group of dudes. Group of dudes that you might know from other groups of dudes. But um, I enjoy playing with those other bands when I when I can when the, when time allows. But um, so were you a big fan of Max Cavalera, Soulfly, Sepultura? Oh, absolutely. Grown I, up? Yeah, I mean, um, early Sepultura was mind blowing. Still is. And um, he can be an intense dude too. Sometimes we've he, had him up here before. Yeah, he's great, and I just love the downtime that we have. He's, uh, you know, just just being very grounded and, and humble. And and you hear stories all the time before you meet people like, oh, that guy's really conceited, or he's a jerk, or he's rude, or he's you know full of himself, or whatever. Right, yeah. And then you meet someone, and you just have a lot of one-on-one time in a little room for two hours, and you walk away like, man, that's great. You know, you just feel that this connection that everyone is just very human and. Um, I would never want to collaborate with people that I didn't care for as people in the first yeah, place. So exactly. when I find a group of people that I enjoy their company and um, and they want to collaborate at the same time, I think that's just incredible. So I, it's an opportunity I feel like I can't pass up. And I've um, just been very lucky to have these other two bands on the on the side. And uh, I just love doing it when the time allows. How, how does that work? Like, do you guys each equally bring different riff ideas? Does somebody, like, write a foundation and then you layer over the top of it? or? Yeah, if I'm going to do anything outside of Mastodon, it needs to be similar to the way I started your, our very first bands, where you get together with friends that you enjoy their company, and you write music that you like, and you have fun with it, and that's it. You know, and what happens afterwards is all gravy or whatever. Yeah, because so, if it's not fun... I, if it's not fun not and, and and very healthy for me as a person, I would not want to leave my house to do that. So that's how I, you know, is Amen. it worth me leaving my house? And then that's the first question because I I don't want to spread myself too thin because, uh, like I said, Macedon takes me around around the country and the world yeah. uh, many months a year, and and that's you know that's one a, a that's yeah. So I enjoy these other bands I'm in to answer the question, and uh, I think it's it's just a cool opportunity that I can't say no to. Awesome. We got Troy from Mastodon in here. We're going to play uh, both Gone is Gone and uh, and Killer Be Killed. All right. And then we'll be back with more from Troy. It's Metal Shop here on The Rock.
is Metal Shop. Metal Shop is in progress. 99.9 KISW.
Uh, in here with Troy Sanders from Macedon. Thank you again for coming in and taking the time to talk to us, man. Thanks. You know, it's late. It's past my bedtime. Yeah. <laughs> got to get Tucky in, man. Uh, Bring yeah, you back. Um, we got another show tomorrow, I think. So. Uh, yeah, where are you guys heading? We're going to a place called Portland, Oregon. I'm not uh, sure if anyone's Portland. familiar Boo. with that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I, don't, uh, I don't support it. I just, we just, it's, I'm contractually, <laughs> you just gotta do it. I'm contractually bound to arrive there tomorrow. So, so. what, yeah, when you do, when you guys do get off the road here, I know you guys just started tour, so I'm not trying to tease you with thoughts of home, mm-hmm. but what do you like to do at home, man? What, what does Troy Sanders do? Like, what's going to be one of the first things you do when you walk back in that front door? Refamiliarize myself with my own toilet. Yep. Because, <laughs> Touché, yep. you know, the, the, being on tour, the first adventure of the day is uh, 12 people getting off the bus mm. and trying to find where the toilet is. Yeah. So that's Let's see if you can beat in, them there. It's entertaining. I'm not getting paid to say this, but I do appreciate a good Starbucks bathroom. They always you can always lock it. It's <laughs> oh, pre- private. Yeah. yeah, it's nice. If you so ever you know, if I ever find a, you can't find a Starbucks. Yeah, right the, here, I don't, looked. Never heard of it. Yeah, I was in New York once and I couldn't find a cab anywhere. So wow, um, <laughs> what Starbucks? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. I'm from, I'm from the East Coast. <laughs> um, so I like to you know. Um, First of all, I like to, you can tell how long you've been gone um, when you come home and if my dog either barks at me or comes and licks me. Right. So we've learned to try to cap tours off at around 32 days. Perfect. That, but 35 plus days, your dog is going to forget. What's your dog's name? Dozer. Dozer. Yes. And um, so I look forward to seeing Dozer in about four and a half weeks. Excellent. And I look forward to visiting my uh, own toilet in about four and a half weeks. Becoming um, reacquainted. Yes. So those are my two things that I'll do. Oh, I'll also kiss my wife. And oh, yeah. Children. yeah, that's yeah, important. That's probably a good idea. You know, after I lick the dog and, and hit, <laughs> hit the toilet, I'll uh, say hello to my family. Hey, you guys. What's up? <laughs> uh, right on. Well, uh, if you could pick a scar on your body and tell us the story of how you got that scar. And show us if you don't have to take off too many uh, articles. Or if you do. That's fine. <laughs> um, I, I've, got, uh, I've got a little tiny dot on my belly. From uh, having chicken pox as a child, oh. and those things, if those that have ever had it, remember that they itch uh, beyond what, oh, a, what yeah. an itch could. Yeah. The definition definition of itch times a thousand is one chicken pox, and you're, you're covered. And with you them. got them all, yeah. So you know, my parents were like, you know, don't itch them, don't scratch them. Like that's you can't. That's wrong. Don't even. So I itched one, and it fell off, and I got a little scar to prove it. And Uh-oh. that's a little. It looks like I got shot with a BB. Oh, okay. But that's the extent of my Man, scars. And that's a brutal so, scar, dude. Sick story. Yeah, I could write records about my scars um, and how proud I am to show them and how they've changed me. And I wear my scars with pride. Chicken so, box um, concept. Yeah, record. that's not a um, not a very uh, enthusiastic story. <laughs> but um, so I don't write songs about scars on myself. I write songs about other people's scars. The scar on your psyche. Yeah. All oh. right. So what uh, we I know is put you on the spot right now. Uh-oh. Top three movies of all time. Strange Brew. Okay. Airplane. Wow. Nice. Miss me some Rick Moranis. In the first Muppets movie. Oh, okay. I prefer comedy. I'm a, I'm a comedy, uh, a go-to on the screen. I love documentaries second, but my go-to, comedy. Yeah. And uh, out of all three of those, which one have you seen the most? Airplane. And uh, Airplane Airplane 1. All right. Yeah. Okay. Nice. R.I.P. Leslie, Leslie Nielsen. Nielsen. Yeah. 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 All right. Surely. <laughs> Don't call Don't me call Shirley. Me Shirley. See, okay, now we got we got an interesting would you rather here. We're just trying to spice things up a bit. Sure. Now, try and wrap your mind around this. Okay. If you had to do if one you, of these if two you things. Had, had to, absolutely. So would you rather be punched in the face five times by a UFC fighter or thrown from a moving vehicle full speed on the freeway? Um, I would be thrown from a vehicle because uh, prize fighters and UFC fighters uh, are extremely strong and they're barbaric and they're, they're animals. And yeah. I don't... I don't 
it's it's fascinating to watch that, but I really don't understand um, that mentality. But uh, I've seen enough fights where I would not want to be punched, you know, half speed once. <laughs> much less multiple concussions five, five times. times. That's t- we're talking five punches. That's a uh, broken nose, two broken cheeks, broken jaw, and uh, probably a brain hemorrhage. So absolutely not <laughs> choice A. Toss me from a moving vehicle, please. Take your please. chances there, All yeah. right? Just tuck and roll. Tuck and roll. <laughs> yeah. At least those scars would just be on your shoulders and backs and your buttocks, and they would heal, you know? Yeah, it's true. So. Awesome. Troy, uh, thank you again so much for coming in, and good luck on the rest of your tour. Uh, do you have any final words for the Northwest audience before we let you go tonight? Well, um, it's just nice to be in our second home. Macedon considers Seattle our second home. We recorded um, Leviathan here, and we recorded Blood Mountain. So yeah. we spent... Uh, you know, six or eight months of our lives living at the Motel 6 Extended Stay nice. and wow. recording here and um, got to make a lot of friends here and visit a lot of restaurants and see all the sights. So um, we truly love Seattle. That's awesome. And um, glad to be back. Right on. Well, we'll go into a song. It's something you don't want to have happen to you. Mother Puncher off the uh, Macedon record remission going all the way back. Uh, yeah, Macedon. Check out their new record, Emperor of Sand, and support the band and support heavy music. It's Metal Shop on The Rock.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.